Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Bigley Glass. Sean Payton is not just an impact coach, he's a pioneer. He's leading the charge of NFL head coaches who shrewdly leave their organization just as turbulence is arriving. Payton bowed out in New Orleans right after the retirement of Drew Brees, just like Sean Payton is apparently bowing out in Los Angeles just as their quarterback situation gets a little dicey. So Payton is a mercenary, and with media experts assuming that Denver is now the most logical landing spot, Spot. Let's talk in mercenary terms in a language that Peyton will easily understand. The Cardinals can offer Peyton a team without a general manager, and that's huge. A place where the team president is actually the owner and a roster with 28 unrestricted free agents and a franchise with the number three pick in the upcoming draft. In other words, if there was ever a time for a football coach to create his own franchise from scratch, scratch to build his own culture from the bottom up it's arizona in 2023 plus we have better weather than denver and for a guy who's become enamored with the west coast that has to be important to peyton we have an easier division than denver the afc west has patrick mahomes and justin herbert the nfc west has geno smith and brock purdy the only thing we're missing is mark schlereth and rocky mountain oysters and those should not be deal breakers. But if Peyton chooses Denver, it effectively means we have lost the quarterback battle, and it means that we, in Arizona, have lost to Russell Wilson once again. All right, today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury attainable with two great locations. You can find them online at ChapmanBMW.com. I do think in Arizona, if you study the Bidwell family, Michael Bidwell, his father, Bill Bidwell, this is not typically something they do. They've never turned over the organization to a coach and just said, you run it. Yeah, Buddy Ryan was in there, and he brought Joe Woolley with him, and Bruce Arians came in, but there was already Steve Kime was there. This is not their modus operandi. I, I get the sense from listening to people, Adrian GM, they want to hire a GM first. And if they hire Adrian Wilson, I think Vance Joseph has a really good chance to get this job. If you watch the last game of the year, they played hard on defense. They didn't play great, but they were playing hard. They got the 49ers to punt in the second quarter. I think the players respect Vance. I I could see that going a long way. And I'm not sure they're ready to go down, give one coach all the authority and let him run the organization tree. Which is exactly what they should do. That's mm-hmm. uh, Michael Lombardi from uh, the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to your blast, missing Rocky Mountain oysters. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, say no, we're, we're, no, miss, we're missing them at be all. Be a little facetious there. Yeah, I, I yeah. got you, Jared. Have you ever had Rocky Mountain oysters? Oh, oh they're delicious. Oh, oh, I have had them. Yeah. Have you about his Rocky Mountain oysters? <laughs> That's when he's right. talking about Tom Brady? Yes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, Jerry. What? You're all tongue tied. What's the matter, Jerry? Speechless. Speak, Jerry. Come uh, on, fair. Yeah, you know, it's. Rocky Mountain oysters, they're usually just, they're fried usually. Oh. And they usually have a dipping sauce. So if the fried is good and the dipping sauce is good, you could get over, if you get yourself in the right mindset, you could get over what you're actually eating. No, you can't. No, I, I could not. <laughs> I can't. I could not. Same look, here. I could look, not. If you think about anything you're eating is is disgusting. You're eating body parts of, of dead animals. No, I'm not. And why are some, no, I'm not. some I'm body eating, parts more acceptable than others? I'm yeah. eating 100% grass-fed beef. I'm not eating 100 percent grass-feed cows, Jared. They're not lying to me. It's beef 
I'm eating, not cows. Come on. Don't ruin it for me, ferret. Shut up, Jared. Shut up, Jared. What's for dinner? <laughs> What's for dinner? <laughs> Remember that episode of The Simpsons? Troy McClure. Did you always find it interesting? That cow would kill you and everybody you've ever loved if he had the chance. <laughs> You'd be a great A moron. You know, I always found it so fascinating that there was commercials on TV for beef. Mm-hmm. Just not a not a brand of, of beef. beef, just beef, or yeah. for milk, just milk. Not not like a brand of milk, or not a type of milk. Yeah, but you know the farmers want to make a little bit of cash, Jarrett. I know yeah. it's it's just funny that there's these councils that just like general products. Yeah. Anyway, hey, it's Vince Murata for milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great pairing. Right Pork, there. the other white meat. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah. Um, so this. Vance Joseph, Adrian Wilson thing. Look, it's a possibility. Everything's a possibility. Ian Rappaport uh, responded to something that was put out by Mike Jarecki earlier today um, about Adrian Wilson, but also on the new news of Brian Flores, the Cardinals requesting an interview with uh, Pittsburgh Steelers assistant coach Brian Flores for the head coaching position. MJ put out Adrian Wilson spent time with Brian Flores when he was in New England. You remember that? Yeah. Adrian Wilson left the Cardinals and had a couple of stops in the NFL, one of them New England. But he said he was very impressed with his football IQ knowledge of being able to uh, coach multiple positions and his command. He never played a game for another organization, Adrian Wilson. Oh, okay. But maybe that's the pairing. Everybody's trying to connect the dots here. I'm still on this Friday as we head into to the holiday weekend and the NFL playoffs. I'm still of the mindset, and it's a very strong mindset, that the Cardinals need to do everything they can to get Sean Payton to take over. I agree. And that flies in the face of what Michael Lombardi said on that soundbite, because I believe that's exactly what they need to do. It's not a slight to Adrian Wilson. No. But he's inexperienced. Quentin Harris, inexperienced in the role of general Mm -hmm. manager. And even... You know, holding up their resumes against these other GM candidates, Rand Carthon, Ian Cunningham, Monty Austin Ford, who's getting a, a, a you know a, a interview today, Jerry Reese, the former Giants GM, uh, Ortiz from Baltimore. These guys have been much more steeped in the operation of successful franchises. Yeah. So, you know, if it comes down to one of those guys, I, you know, I would be willing. If I'm Michael Bidwell, I'd be willing to say Sean Payton here. Flank canvas, this is yours. Uh, yeah, and, and I, great. yeah, I hope he's at that point. I hope Michael is at that point where, like I said in the blast, everything about clearing the decks is so right there for Michael Bidwell and Sean Payton. You can offer him a, a clean slate unlike anything Sean Payton's going to find. And it's it would take trust. It would take money. It would take stepping back a little bit. It would take all that stuff. But again, if Michael Bidwell is really concerned about his starting quarterback, and there's obviously... Obviously, every reason to believe he is, um, n- more anonymous quotes notwithstanding, there still is a raging debate as to how much is Kyler Murray the root cause for all that we've seen the last couple of years. I think it's out of control. I think he's been scapegoated. I think he's been a convenient scapegoat. I think he's been continually targeted by anonymous quotes questioning everything about his leadership and his personality and all that. But either way, it, it, this is the number one problem you have to solve if you're Michael Bidwell, and there's nobody out there better equipped to, to make Kyler Murray that guy than Sean Payton. That alone should make it worth the investment. 
so you don't waste two hundred and thirty million dollars on this quarterback. Because you've already wasted four years. I won't say wasted, but you've already you've already allowed this kid to build in a lot of bad habits. You've compromised four yes, years. Yes, that's a great word. Yes. Great word. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> Innings Festival's coming back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and many more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Tickets are on sale, but you can head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and for your chance to win tickets. Coming up next, not only a preview of the NFC playoff games this weekend, but a song. And the artist of that song has teased it might be his best work ever. We'll let you be the judge. Artist? <laughs> you just used that word? <laughs> we'll let you be the judge next. It's Modern Bickley, artist. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Performance artist. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. look at the totality of the season there were a lot of things whether it was hop suspension or, or injuries or, or some of the other things that, that occurred I think the number one thing is you know we need we need to really make sure that we're getting the most out of those players and that the players are a hundred percent committed to making sure that we do everything we can do we'll lose the playoff to the Rams Kyler Scrubs is Instagram news from Mort he reports that the vibe is odd Burkout tweets out what they want in a really tiny font, clipping time, added time, five more on the job. Tyler, he still wants a raise, won't show up to OTAs, draft day, big trade, Hollywood Brown. Hopkins uses PEDs, innocent to guarantees, but won't show the info, so he misses six games. Season's a dumpster fire. Don't know how they botched it, it was hard to watch it. The season's a dumpster fire. There was no winning from the beginning. Tyler gets his deal done, 230 million, but wait, ah, uh, great, there's a study clause. Guys think they are funny folks, many Call of Duty jokes disapprove if they remove it now just because. Hollywood driving fast, James Saxon gets gas, golden, holding a no-show for Hudson. Cardinals start off two and four, no more magic anymore. Hop returns, Brown is hurt, you need to calm the F down. Season's a dumpster fire. Don't know how they botched it, it was hard to watch it. Season's a dumpster fire. There was no winning from the beginning. Really, Sabino Benjamin. Hard Knocks doesn't show a thing. Zach Gertz gets hurt, so the D.O. line. Offense doesn't have a flow. Kugler gone in Mexico. Things are bad. Cliff is sad of health. for time. Tyler ACL tear, may miss an entire year. Booters down, David Blau, fans begin to cry. Seven losses in a row, Watts says that he has to go. Season ends, no defense, Cliff and Kime, goodbye. Season's a dumpster fire. Don't know how they botched it, it was hard to watch it. The season's a dumpster fire. There was no winning from the beginning. The way Jarrett teased it at our pre-show meeting was, okay, maybe not the singing, 
but the lyrics are yeah. strong, and you were not wrong. That was I'm just worried was how fantastic. much time you allocated to those lyrics, quite honestly. So, uh, Vin, I give Vinny credit for coming up with the concept you of it. You stole my idea, you thief. <laughs> and then... Pretty much. So then I sort of brainstormed with the newsroom yesterday. I was like, let's go through all the things that happened this year, sort of that made this season such a quote-unquote dumpster fire. So we created a timeline, and then I just wrote the lyrics from that. It took a little longer than usual, but not not that long. Well, because normally you do like two verses. Yeah, this was three verses, and it and each verse was two verses. So yeah, and six verses. There's a lot of there's a lot of lyrics there. Very well done. Thank you. Yeah, it was done. Yeah. Well done. Well Thank done. You. We don't say that often, but uh, <laughs> uh, that'll be available after the show. Yes, uh, for for download and sharing sharing ability. Uh, NFC playoffs this weekend. We already previewed the AFC. Uh, the NFC, the first matchup of the weekend, is the early game tomorrow, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy at the helm. Winners of 10 straight hosting yeah. the Seattle Seahawks, who got a win, a, a hard-fought win against the depleted Rams team, and then got some help to get in to the playoffs. Uh, look, we talked about it earlier, Vic. San Francisco's the team we want to see, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds weird to say that as you know, in, in Phoenix, Arizona. I, and I agree with what you said earlier in the week. The way they play the game of football, from the offensive design to the playmakers they have, to the create creativity in the run game, to the physicality, the physicality on defense and the and the ball and that they have on defense. I mean, Nick Bosa uh, on Fred that side w- of the ball, Fred Warner, Warner Hufanga on that side of the ball, Jarius he's kind of all over the place. Uh, I, they're they're a really good football team, and I don't. Geno Smith remains a good story, and I was shocked to hear that you know he broke all the passing records of Russell Wilson for a single season in Seattle in his first year as starter. But I just don't think the Seahawks have enough, and I know they got yeah. the, the emotional push from Pete Carroll, and he's kind of pumping up that culture. I just I don't think they can hang. I'm not sure there's ever been a year with more qualified coach of the year candidates, but you would uh, you couldn't go wrong with with having a debate between the two head coaches in this game. Who did a better job in 2022, Pete Carroll? identifying the flaws in Russell Wilson and trading and putting in Geno Smith and and getting to the playoffs or Kyle Shanahan whose 49ers are defying all odds by rolling on with the third string quarterback who is 5 and 0 ever since taken over. But remember when Jimmy Garoppolo went down and the question was, can, can they win? Can they continue to win with Brock Purdy? And we both said it in real time. Yes, they can continue to win because of how they are structured. Yeah, right. And he's been better than advertised. i yeah. got to give him credit, yeah. too. Yeah, Kyle Shannon, I know there was a while when, when some Cardinal fans were like, see, Cliff Kingsbury's winning percentage is better than his. Kyle Shanahan is is a is a transcendent coach. He's going to be he's going to be in San Francisco for another two decades. Unless he wants to go someplace else. Or unless he gets burned out when things get tough. Yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> right? Yeah, like the, all these, yeah, no, you're right. Um, so I, I don't know, who, who's your coach of the year in terms of that? Um, Shanahan's got to be up there. Oh, boy. It just you seems to make to a case to... for McDaniel earlier in the season. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell I with mean, the Vikings. You could make a case for him. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, that I mean, I, I I'd have to think about it a little right. bit more. Okay. Uh, but Shanahan, I mean, Brian I mean Dable, Doug Peterson, Brian, Brian Dable, Dable, yeah, they really only Kevin did, O'Connell. 
What what did they finish with? Ten wins, nine wins. Like they, who's that? The Giants. The Giants started off Giants really got good. Nine wins, and then they kind of held on for their life there to make the playoffs because he was he was a candidate early. Yeah, mm-hmm. they finished nine seven and one. Doug Peterson. Uh, I like uh, San Francisco in this game. By the way, twenty eight seventeen. Okay. Yeah, I like um, San Francisco as well. The second game in the NFC: New York Giants at Minnesota. I don't know what to expect in this game. Um, these two teams played not too long ago. Uh, the Giants, um, uh, lot, the, the, the Vikings won that game by a field goal. The Vikings are a team that, despite the good record, you just never know which team is going to show up. But I guess you could say the same thing about the Giants. I, I'm going to give the advantage to the Vikings home field. Mm-hmm. That's a really tough place to play, mm-hmm. especially in a playoff environment. I mean, weather's not a factor, but that crowd is intense and intimidating. I'm, the, not, yeah. I'm going Vikings. Okay, the uh, I look at this and, and I and I think the same way. I think that the Vikings are going to find a way to win this game, but I'm sure this game is going to be close because these two teams, I saw a stat combined for 24 one-score games this past season. So both these teams have been involved in a lot of games that have gone down to the wire. I, just, I think the Vikings have a lot of weapons. I think they're very powerful at home. I think this is a, a good jumping-off point for them. I do agree they're going to win this game. And Norm Normally, for a Monday night game in the playoffs, we'd have Monday to preview it, but we've got the holiday weekend for for Martin Luther King Day, so we will not be in on Monday. We'll be able to review that game on Tuesday, but Mm -hmm. uh, the Monday night game, Dallas at Tampa Bay, uh, I've been boring so far. I've gone with five uh, home teams. This is the the intriguing matchup of the weekend. Dal- I, I saw the ESPN flashed up the difference in production Dallas has on turf as opposed to natural grass. It's which a, you, stunning. You wouldn't think it would be that big of a difference in this day and age, but their numbers are startling on grass. Um, Tampa Bay playing at home. Tom Brady. This this could turn into the game of the weekend. Yeah, you know what's weird to me is everybody keeps talking about how the pressure is on the Cowboys. Everybody keeps saying that the Buccaneers are in a great position to pull off the upset. So is it even an upset anymore if everyone's picking Tampa Bay to win in an upset? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems to me everybody is saying the same things about this game. No, Bill Barnwell from ESPN picked the Buccaneers not only to win this game, but also to go on the road and beat Next Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Be Philadelphia. Oh, and then they'd finally be above 500 for the season if they did that. <laughs> That's right. how no, sad it's true. it is. It's yeah. true. I think I'm going to go home teams across the board. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I'm tw- not. 21-20. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to take Tampa as well in this game. That last game that Dallas put up against the Commanders. Yeah. Oof. Sobering. That's yeah, sobering. Yeah. They're sober now, according yeah. to Jerry Jones. Because uh, <laughs> apparently they were not sober when they played right. the Commanders. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up, more NFL talk, more playoff preview. We'll be joined by the one and only Dave Damashek straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Friday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings rolls on here from the Auction Community Studios at Arizona Sports. We head into NFL Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, whatever terminology you want to use. And here to talk some NFL with us, the always entertaining, the always enchanting, Dave Damashek. Enchanting? Yes, he joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Dave, good morning to you. Yeah, it's been too long, fellas. Happy New Year to you. Shout out to Jarrett, one of the great Twitter feeds out there. If the world hasn't discovered it yet, get on it. ASA and P. He's delightful. You fellas are delightful. The only thing that isn't delightful 
State of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeesh. But Yeesh hey, is a good word. New beginnings, Dave. They they made That's some right. changes. Now they have a chance to rebound, but they might mess that up too. I mean, w- what direction would you go in if you're the Cardinals right now? Kingsbury's gone. Kime is gone. Do you do you put all your eggs in the Sean Payton basket if you're Michael Bidwell? Well, what direction would I go? I'd go in a better one. Than yeah, the one they yeah. Uh-huh. That would be my good idea. Would be would be what I would do. Damashek um, for GM. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That, that's my. By the way, you know, I think I think we could it, the the canard, the ongoing canard that we at the fan level don't know what we're talking about. Can't do it. I think we've I think we've seen enough of the experts now. How about? Maybe the Arizona Cardinals are just the team to do it. American Idol was a smash hit. Why not one pro football team run American Idol style? From draft pick to play calls on third and six. We just real quick on our cell phones, 21st century technology, we all vote. Talk about America's team. That would be next level. How great would that? Who should we take, America? Who should our next coach be, America? We'll all buy in. It'll be exciting. You'll be at the epicenter of a of a grand new experiment for pro football. I think that would be fun. I, I listen. If you could get Sean Payton, get Sean Payton. Of course, that would be the greatest. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that that would be a nice fit. And I'm not just looking at Kyler because he's the same size as. Drew Brees, I think he would do. I, I do think legitimately that that would be a nice fit for you guys, and obviously a, a, a you know established winner on all that. You, it would be grand if you could do that. Oh, I sure. also hear the special defensive assistant from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Brian Flores, is on the way down, and that would be nice. I like that balance of defense, ma- defensive mastermind on one side, special playmaker offensively on the other. I think you could do worse than that as well. Which is interesting, too, because Steve Wilkes' firing in Arizona is part of Brian Flores' lawsuit against the NFL. That's quite mind-trippy to be interviewing a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only in the NFL, Dave. So true, so true. Uh, I do love it. And, and you know, you talk about the wild card weekend. This is a weird one. I don't want to be a curmudgeon. This is... Uh, this is a pretty underwhelming slate, and I, I'm not trying to direct that at uh, only Brock Purdy, but mostly Brock Purdy. Mm. But I mean, like, I mean, like, really, what a weird collection of QBs we're going to be. Yes. Skyler Thompson, the all 18 weeks of of hot football action just to get the Skyler Thompson. <laughs> Tell me, underwhelmed. Right, brutal, isn't it? A guy named Skyler shouldn't be a. I mean, that that's not a leader of men type of name, is it? No, Skyler. It's my daughter's name, Dave. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's my daughter's name. And your daughter is no leader of men. She's no leader of men. (laughs) Maybe she will be one day, and I I root for her success in that regard. But in the meantime, I'm accustomed. I'm accustomed to 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 guys who win Super Bowls are named are named Roger and Terry and Joe, Broadway Joe, Mm -hmm. Joe Cool. Not Skyler. Not Skyler. <laughs> no. How about it? I saw you got into an argument with some people um, who wanted to argue with you uh, how Mike Tomlin is not a success because he's never had a losing record. That Oh, go ahead. Be happy with 9-8 and eight every year. What is the matter with people besides everything? Well, I mean, listen, you guys know. I don't know what's in another man's heart. But, I, you know, a lot of these people, I don't know if it makes people feel better or worse about the people who are saying that into microphones or writing it uh, into uh, into uh, publicated uh, media. But um, for the most part, I think those people are doing it for, for gravitas. Like, you know, cynicism works. Like, let me tell you something. 
<laughs> this is not what, what you think your eyes are telling you is wrong. It's worse <laughs> than what you think it is. You know, that, that gives, I'm sure you guys have heard that along the way in radio and, and when you're making your pages, that it's good to be a little negative, a little acid, gets attention. Teams being bad is actually good news for media yes. and everything else. But don't expect me. See, and then people come at like, well, I guess you don't like you. You, you only like free speech when it, it uh, services your argument. No, no. Let me let me, to, to be clear, everybody. I love free speech because it allows me when you say something dumb for me to laugh and laugh and laugh at you. Comes <laughs> <laughs> in Andy. Well, well put. Yeah. Go ahead, Skip Bayless. Go ahead, Skip. Go ahead, Hot Taker. Say your thing. I'm not. I'm not against you saying stuff. Please say it loud and proud. And then when I laugh and laugh at you, don't get offended, please. I'm I'm not offended by your words. In fact, they amuse me like a clown. Yeah. Free speech, <laughs> right. free laughter. Mm-hmm. They're tied together. Dave Damashek, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. We were talking earlier, Dave, and, and it's weird. Like last year at this time, your team, the Steelers, going to the playoffs the Cardinals going to the playoffs neither team in the field this year and there seems to be like this groundswell and and uh for for a number of different reasons but this American groundswell around the Buffalo Bills are they this this year's version of America's team in the postseason in your mind you know it's funny I said that uh two years ago I do uh I, I do a show extra points with cousin Sal um, you know, from Kimmel and uh, Kimmel Show and beyond, and he loves the Cowboys, so I love to get into him about uh, you know you you know I think we can all agree that a cardinal sin I don't mean Arizona Cardinals I mean global uh, cardinal sin is to get a uh, win nickname given is giving yourself a nickname uh-huh. you can't do it no, it, it doesn't can't. work you know and. Yeah, the Cowboys are the main culprit here. They anoint themselves America's team. How pathetic. <laughs> How needy. How desperate does that sound? As, as Dan Rooney, uh, the late great owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, once said, America's team. No, no. We're okay being Pittsburgh's team. That's how it should be. It's, it's, uh-huh. it's cloying and sad for the Cowboys to have anointed themselves that and expect everybody. But as you see, some people... Then give in. Oh, well, I, I heard they're America's team, so I guess that's right. No, no. The Buffalo Bills are America's team. This is what we want. This, this team has no success. It's sad. Those people are up there buried under snow. Give them their moment. Give them their 15 minutes. Didn't they suffer enough? In the early 90s, that was a sad, it was neat, but also sad that they never won a Super Bowl. Yes, there are many reasons to rally behind this team. Obviously, what happened on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago has rallied people even further behind them. I happen to say, though, if I may be a a pigskin Scrooge here a little bit, I don't think they're going to do it unless Josh Allen elevates even further into the superhero stratosphere. I think I, I th- here's an analogy or whatever it's called, a simile or whatever, um, that I stumbled into um, in talking about the superhero level quarterbacks of the AFC. They're all like they're like the Avengers, those guys, mm-hmm. you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Like they have they have these uh supernatural gifts. They're like Thor and Hulk. They have powers. But Joe Burrow is Iron Man. You know, he's human. He just gets it done in the end. He you know, he he uses his mind. He's a savvy guy. 
and he's the he's the essential um, item in the Avengers when it all comes down mm. to it. I have a hunch. I'm believing. I'm a Pittsburgh guy, so I am no Bungles fan um, inherently. But man, that Burrow, I think he's the one to watch. I wouldn't be surprised. And you know, you guys know. Players love a chip on their shoulder. That they love the feeling of being disrespected. There is a vague sense of that. That like, what did we do? Why don't we get neutral site games? Why do we have to? Why we would have beaten the Bills on Monday Night Football, and we'd be the two seed right now, and the Bills would have to come to us instead. If we win and the Bills win, our gift is we have to go to Buffalo. Why don't we get a neutral site game? Why, why do the Chiefs get kissed? In, why are the Chiefs kissed into the number one seed? They didn't do anything to get that. The the, the game got forfeited um, or no contested, and so that kissed the Chiefs in the home field. Anyway, I'd be raw about the Bengals, and believe me, you guys know this. Those teams know how to use that. They will use that now. I think they're going to be fired up, and I wouldn't be surprised if they they ride that all the way to the Super Bowl again. But listen, yes, to answer your question after long-winded uh, bloviating by me, yeah, the Bills are, are easy to like right now for any number of reasons, and it would I, I would be certainly content sitting in front of my TV uh, watching the Super Bowl if the Bills were in it. Well, we tell our listeners to check out Extra Points, a podcast with you and Cousin Sal. Follow you on Twitter, at Damashek. Dave, always a pleasure. Enjoy the football, and we will talk again soon. All the best to Phil Kessel and them coyotes playing in that creepy. Uh, I got to get out there. I hear that's the best. I yeah. hear that uh, joint is is, well, is a lot of fun. I imagine it would be. No, I don't know if you know this, but they're they're having a little Super Bowl here this year. Dave, you should come on out. Come hang with us. You know what? You know what? I think I am heading out there. Well, as a matter there you of go. fact, maybe I'll do, maybe uh, maybe me uh, maybe me you. Jared and uh, and Phil Kessel can uh, go to a hot dog buffet in the middle of the week. <laughs> right. Hot dog buffet. <laughs> they have those, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jared's the guy. Yeah, he'll Everything be at the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, Dave, always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Dave Damashek, our guest here on the uh, Arizona Sports Line. <laughs> One of a kind, man. Uh, coming up next, Suns in action tonight. They might be getting a little help in the form of a player returning from injury, but it's not certain. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. They're day-to-day. Um, you could probably see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if those guys are back Friday, um, early next week. Um, you know, not that's not something that's long-term. Um, but we just have, you know, with so many bodies down, you know, guys are beat up and they're waking up in the morning. And some guys are feeling like they're 60% uh, one moment and, you know, 30 the next. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor them. But I'd say they're all, they're all day-to-day. That is Suns president of basketball operations, James Jones, on with Burns and Gambo earlier this week here on Arizona Sports. Talking specifically there about DeAndre Ayton, Cameron Payne, Landry Shamit all day-to-day. He mentioned Friday as a possibility. I guess the only guy with a possibility to play tonight is DeAndre Ayton, Payne, and Shamit still listed as out. So the beginning of next week, their next game is Monday afternoon uh, on Martin Luther King Day in Memphis against the Grizzlies, so maybe then. And then by the time the Suns hit home and host the Brooklyn Nets, who, but ironically, won't have Kevin Durant in that mm-hmm. game, uh, next Thursday, maybe some of those guys will be back. This has been a very trying period for the Phoenix Suns, for their yeah. roster, for their coaching staff, certainly for the fan base, and maybe a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. but man, it's 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 been hard. No, listen. When you go from playing I'm with you. 15 and 6 basketball and you're number one in the conference and now you look at it and you're 20 and 21 and 22, whatever they are, 20 
2021. Uh, it, 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 it's rough right now. Yeah, and, and again, it's not just it's not just that. It's really just the where is this thing going? There is just so much confusion among Suns fans, and this has been a rough go because you go back to last summer and how electrified the Valley was with reports that within 24 hours, Kevin Durant is going to be a member of the Phoenix Suns, and that kind of dissipated, and then that kind of gave way to everything we've seen, and then the sale of the team, and now nobody really knows what's what. And it's like, and I think that this this limbo is really, and, and all along, you know, Flex from Jersey, don't worry, big stuff's coming, Christmas is coming for you, Suns fans. And, and I think Suns fans are like, what is going to be our basketball team you know, and I think at this point you would just settle for a healthy Devin Booker. Yeah, but it's getting to the point now, record-wise and landscape in the Western Conference-wise, that you're wondering how how yeah. prudent would it be to really tinker too much with this roster right now? Because I think what is a more possible outcome in all of this is the Suns cross their fingers and they hope that this group is mostly put together mm-hmm. when the playoffs start and, and you let the chips fall where they may. Um, the problem is there's no guarantee health-wise because everybody we just mentioned, Payne, Ayton, Shamit, Booker, Chris Paul, all of them have had multiple injuries this year. Cam Johnson has had multiple injuries this year, even though he's only played in a handful of games. So you can't count on it. It no. just seems like it's one of those years where the injury, the injury gods, if you will, are kind of you know <laughs> formulating a plan against the Suns never to be to, never to be healthy. Uh, you know, can they make minor changes? Sure. And if this team was together by April, mm-hmm. I think it would be. I don't think it's a team that many. Other teams in the Western Conference would want to play. No. But you just don't know because it, everything's so murky right now. And Indeed. The, and even if a healthy Chris Paul is available to you, how much gas does he have left in the tank right now? That's okay. So let's let's talk about this for a minute because I think we all know when Devin Booker comes back that he's going to look really good. And he's going to make a major impact on this basketball team. And, and we all take um, solace in that. The Chris Paul thing, It's it, I, I really hope that when he comes back from this particular setback that that we can get the best Chris Paul for a very short period of time. I was thinking about this the other day because we had two years with J.J. Watt and his ending everybody is celebrating. Uh We've had two plus years with Chris Paul and the beginning was incredible. Year one was incredible, and, and now what is the ending going to look like for Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns? And 95% of year two was incredible. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so, t- to me, Chris Paul was this close to becoming one of the all-time Phoenix Suns. This close. To, it, it, had they cashed in that championship ticket? Look, Devin Had Book- he never turned 37. Well, again, it's it's. I mean, we joke about it, but it's also true. So the, the legacy and what, how are we going to remember Chris Paul? You would hope all the great stuff he brought this basketball team doesn't get compromised by how it ends. And yeah. you know this as well as I do. Chris Paul in many organizations, a little of him goes a long way. And sometimes by the time his time is done in an organization, That's it's kind of mutual. It's true. He, he, he burns hot and he's very demanding and it's just kind of there it's 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 an experience yes i hope it ends well but chris it, paul deserves that it's funny how the 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 mindset has changed for a lot of people 
go back to when the Suns swung that deal and they got Chris Paul from Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and we were all in on it. You have to get a player like Chris Paul and it worked out brilliantly. But you, there was that admission. The guy's 35 years old. Father time is undefeated. Even though he's in quadruple overtime now with Gambo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> um, but things went so well. For the first year plus, the first two years for Chris Paul, you're willing to, you know, wow, maybe maybe he's he's got an, uh, an advantage on father time. When at the beginning of it, you knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. This, this period, for anybody who plays into their late 30s in the NBA that was once great, and Chris Paul is still great, but mm-hmm. it, it's a different kind of great now. It happens to everybody, yet a lot of people are so shocked. How did this happen? It happens to everybody. Oh, it does. There's yeah. no doubt. It just it happens so suddenly with Chris Paul. And just like yeah. you said, ironically, he turns 37 and just, you know, it's not been the same yeah, since. The last game as a 36-year-old was historic. <sighs> it's I don't know if there's ever been a more clear-cut birthday example of it in I, I the history of how sports. How could there be? I mean, it's impossible. How to, could there be? It'd be impossible to research, but I, I, I'd be shocked if anybody could find one. Uh, you could text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, we hit the 9 o'clock hour on a Friday, heading into a long weekend for most. Hopefully you're in that group. Uh, Sarah will take us through some social studies straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.